Now, Backyard Millionaire. How to create wealth where you are with what you've got. Here's your host, Chris Story. Today on Millionaire, the four home formula, your path to becoming a backyard millionaire. The golden shovel solution, how to leverage your way to wealth. Why live albums will always rule and how to be a better blank. Before every broadcast, I sit down in a rocking chair. A a friend and a client gave me this rocking chair, and he always called it, he said it was his thinking place. And before every broadcast, I can be found sitting in that rocking chair. It's a beautiful chair. And thinking. And thinking about you and what what should we talk about? What, What is on your mind? What can I bring you that will be of value? And today I was drinking some coffee and reading uh, an excerpt out of Success Magazine, just came out, and I wanted to share this with you. I thought, you know what, this is it. This, if nothing else, you and I accomplish here today together, I think this could make a big difference. And it's from the editor-in-chief. Her name is Lelena Rabery, Lelena Rabery, and she writes in her editorial this month in Success Magazine, she says... The title is called, All Things Are Possible. All Things Are Possible. And immediately that caught my eye. Because it, it evokes a question, are they? Are all things possible, Lelena? Really? She writes, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. This was the last line of a letter my dad wrote for me for a third grade project signed by my teacher. It was also a defining moment where I was introduced to the concept of success. More importantly, she writes, that it was possible for me. After reading those words, I walked with more confidence on the playground, began sharing my opinions more boldly in the classroom, and did not let no deter me from reaching my goals, including landing a spot as the lead in our school play. Think about that. A simple sentence At the end of a letter, her dad wrote as an assignment, her assignment as a third grade teacher said, get get your parent to write you a letter. The last line says, you can achieve anything you set your mind to. She said, fast forward 25 years, playgrounds and classrooms have turned into meeting rooms and goals have expanded from landing a spot in a play to purchasing a home. Each has served up respective challenges. Yet, when life gets bumpy or my confidence wanes, My dad's words serve as fuel. They put any fears at bay and reaffirm a truth I hold strongly in my life. All things are possible. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your ability. You are capable of anything. You can achieve any dream. Please don't limit yourself. Challenge, but you will succeed. Take control of how you feel in every circumstance. Work on yourself daily. Your story's far from done. The best is yet to come. 
You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. I'm Chris Story, along with your producer and engineer, Mr. David Webb. Thank you for being here. Gandhi said, live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. One time, my daughter and I, and I was just thinking so much about that, that editorial from Lelena Rabery, Success Magazine, again, was uh, where you can find that. And I was thinking about my daughter. When she was about six, maybe seven years old, we were driving. Where we used to live on the ocean, you had to drive past a giant sand pile that was a, set up by the state. And it was just this ever, it looked like Mount Everest to her. It was a huge sand pile. It really is a huge sand pile, but you can imagine as a little kid. It just looked monumental. And we drove by it every single day. And one day, she and I were going home. I was picking her up from something, or she and I just gone to the grocery store. I don't remember. But we drove past it. And as we got past it, she said, I've always, always I've wanted to climb that. <laughs> Turned around. She said, what are you doing? And I said, you're going to go climb it. And she just couldn't believe it. She looked at me slack-jawed. She's like, what? And I'm like, get out. Go climb it. You do not want to go through life ever repeating that sentence. I've always wanted to. Make a plan. Do it. To quote the Yoda, mm, there is no try, only do. Something to that effect. I'm not a Star Wars head, but I love that line. I love Yoda. and that, that, that. I just think about the impact that that probably has had on my daughter all these years later. And listen to that letter from Lelena's father. You can do anything you set your mind to has impact. Think about that. She said confidence on the playground. What if he'd not said it? I'm too busy to write the letter or just, I don't know. What if he was a pessimist and thought, you know, come on, kid. I mean, what do you think you are? I mean, you can't just do anything. I mean, really, is anything possible? Spud Webb shouldn't have been able to play pro basketball. Shouldn't have been able to. But he did. I find that. I just, I love that. I wanted to share it with you. It's the first thing I thought of. I said, I'm bringing that to you. Speaking of which, if you want to share this with somebody, because maybe that spoke to you, that letter from that Lelena's father, maybe it spoke to you and you said, you know what, I want to share that with somebody. Go to my website, ilovehomeralaska.com forward slash podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts, look up The Backyard Millionaire. And you can subscribe, share it, do whatever you want to. So what do you make of price reductions? I just read an article at Realtor.com. It's the top five cities in America where the most price reductions are happening. So I'm going to tell you which, which cities they are. But what do you make of it? Are you making anything of it? Should you make anything of it? Should, should price reductions mean anything to you in your life? I mean, if we see price reductions happening in mass, should it mean anything to you? I'll, I'll tell you what, which cities they are. Number one is Austin, Texas. Number two is Phoenix, Arizona. Sorry to my brother. Uh, number three is Port St. Lucie, Florida. Number four, Huntsville, Alabama. Number five, Las Vegas, Nevada. What do they all have in common? They all had in common an uncontrollable, unsustainable, meteoric rise in purchase prices and values. It was out, outrageously high. So essentially what you're seeing now is a bit of a sea anchor on values across the country, probably globally, all I'm paying attention to is across the country, 
So it's not a dragging down of real estate values per se. It's a slowing down of momentum up, which is a good thing. Look, if there was unchecked growth in value, can you imagine what a home would cost in three to five years, five, 10 years from now? So growth is good. Explosive growth ends up hurting everybody in the long run. So stay the course. I don't want you to overpay, but at the same time, I don't want you to wait around for the bottom to fall out and miss an opportunity. So I'm going to tell you something. This is private. So I'm going to keep the names out of it. But somebody with a very large platform, that's all I'm going to say, large platform, said to me, and this is a quote, waiting for the crash. In other words, they're going to wait to invest until it crashes. They want, to, they, want to, they want to see the crash, and then they'll start investing. And the reality is you and I, we don't wait for deals. We make them. You make deals. You don't find them lying on the ground. Now, if you wait around, and, and if you're willing to wait, then you're simply going to be too late. Because if you're willing to wait for the deals to be found lying on the ground, guess who else can find them? Lying on the ground. Yeah, everybody. Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces, knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind me saying, I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. So I handed him my bottle. Have you been paying attention to rents? Rents are on the rise. That's right. Rents are rising across the country. They took a five-month pause in rental increases. This is multifamily and single-family. Now, the article that I was reading a couple days ago was focused on multifamily properties, but I found other research that's showing single-family residents as well are back on the rise. So let me just tell you, if you've not looked at your properties lately through the context of current market rents and the rates today in your area, you need to. And I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, you better go you know, raise the rents tomorrow. First of all, if your tenant's in a lease situation, you cannot. You've got to wait till the end of the lease. And then even still, you need to abide by uh, fair tenant acts and give proper notice. But you need to know where you're going. You need to know what the rents are in your area. You're not doing anybody a favor to include yourself or the tenants by artificially suppressing rents by just ignoring what fair market rent is. A couple of things. Number one, it impacts your property value. So your property value is going to go down commensurate with low, below fair market rents. You're dragging your property value down and everybody else in your market by doing so, number one. Number two, you're not going to have the same capital to reinvest. Your properties need reinvestment. Taxes are going up. Um, utilities, if you're in a multifamily situation, could be you're providing some utilities. Those costs are not going down anytime soon. So, and then the, the third point that I guess would make this a win-win for both yourself and your tenant is the shock of a sudden rental increase. If you bring them from, you know, artificially suppressed to fair market rent all of a sudden, that hurts. And you can increase slowly, slower, and over time, it just gets worked into their budget Everybody wins in that scenario. Stick around. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire. Up next, home away from home and your four-home formula to wealth in your own backyard. Stick around.
You're listening to The Backyard, Millionaire, how to create wealth where you are with what you've got. I'm Chris Story. Thank you for being here. Forgiveness. Let's talk about that for just a minute. Mark Twain described forgiveness this way. He said, forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds upon the heel that has crushed it. I'm going to say that again. Forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet sheds on the heel that has crushed it. Forgiveness is not, maybe not the most difficult, but one of the most difficult disciplines to master. And I say discipline because it doesn't come easy. I mean, it's, it's, it, or naturally, does it? Because of, we go into protective, defensive mode pretty quickly, pretty easy, pretty naturally to survive in the world, in the wild. And so we have to discipline our nature to be forgiving. Some people are just more naturally forgiving, turning the other cheek. It just comes very natural to some people. But I would go out on a limb and say, it's if you're like most people, it comes with some discipline and takes practice. But really, truthfully, anything worthwhile in life does take practice. And forgiveness is no exception to that. The Golden Shovel Solution. So our Golden Shovel formula here on The Backyard Millionaire is as follows. It's a simple solution. It's a simple formula. I didn't make it much further than geometry in high school math. I really wish I had four years of geometry, to be honest with you. I loved geometry. Hated algebra. My mind didn't work that way. And I felt stupid in that class. And, uh, but then I got into geometry. And I felt like a genius. I felt like it came natural. I loved it, but it was just one year. And I, I look back and I, hmm, if it had been an opportunity to take it every single year of high school, even though I was a horrible student, I loved that class. So I came up with this formula and I preface it by just saying, obviously, no mathematician. Ain't nobody given me any, any sort of a, a award for a mathematician, but I do know formulas when it comes to real estate and success and motivation because I've been studying that for the last 22 years. And I, and I devised this, and it may not be a wholly original, but it is to my way of thinking. It's, it's the golden shovel formula, leverage multiplied by effort equals reward. I say gold, but any reward, because you can apply this scheme, this formula to anything you want to do in life, anything at all, you'll win if you use leverage multiplied by effort, you'll get the reward, you'll get the gold, you get the, the win in the end, whatever it is you're looking for. And usually when I'm speaking on this topic publicly, I'll ask people, have you ever dug a hole with your hands, with your bare hands? And if you have, then you know the power of a shovel. You know the leverage that it offers. So any scheme that doesn't require effort though, you'll lose. You've already lost. So in other words, if you're looking for a get-rich-quick scheme, if you're looking for a, for, a done-for-you solution in life, and they are, trust me, they're everywhere. I don't know if it's just me, if my RAS is just totally tuned into it right now, or if there's a rise in get-rich-quick schemes on the internet just being foisted upon me. I don't know what it is, but I'm seeing it more and more. And it's everything from online businesses to, to real estate schemes and all kinds of things that are removing a very critical piece of the formula, piece of the puzzle, which is effort. And they're not highlighting it. Now, once you get into it, maybe they, re maybe they refer to it, but they're luring you in with this effortless plan for fabulous wealth. 
And one of the worst offenders, in my opinion, is the guy who shows up in his jet. Well, first of all, he drives onto the tarmac in his luxury SUV, gets out, um, gets into a helicopter, takes this helicopter with his name on it over to another tarmac where a jet's waiting with his name on it. And it's just so obnoxious. And so again, the formula, the golden shovel solution is leverage multiplied by effort equals reward. And I'm saying this with full knowledge that there are people out there right now teaching you not to use leverage, teaching you to pay off everything, own everything free and clear. There is that school of thought, and I understand it. But I, but I will say to you, leverage can work for you or against you, depending upon how you use it. And if you combine leverage with effort, I'm pretty convinced it's going to work for you almost every time. But I'll tell you this, with a hammer, you can build a home or you can break a window. Depends on how you use it. So if you keep all your cash in the bank, you're losing leverage every single day. Once you've saved enough, by the way, for your rainy day fund, and you have an account built up for what-if scenarios, anything beyond that, you're losing power. The power of that dollar is going away daily. And so I suggest you put it to work. Now, the stock market doesn't necessarily allow you to use leverage, unless you're using margin calls and things that are beyond my understanding, but I don't even want to get into it because there's, it's so beyond what I understand, number one. Number two, it's, it's out of reach of most people. What's within reach of most people is your ability to leverage and create wealth through real estate investing with enough effort applied. So if you multiply your effort times the leverage, then you're going to, you're going to win over time. Guaranteed. And I, and I will put that guarantee in writing uh, or your money back for this episode of The Backyard Millionaire. Every penny comes right back to you. So let me put a, a little asterisk next to this entire conversation and say, yes, even with interest rates on the rise, still right now, you, and to quote my friend Rhonda Johnson, she's been my mortgage broker for 21 years. She says, you can date the rate and marry the property. So I'm not so concerned that the interest rates are rising. I'm not so concerned about that for you or me as investors because I understand it's the law of leverage multiplied by effort will equal reward given enough time. So that's a formula that this, this I have a PhD, GAD, GED, can't even spell chat GPT. My brother had to correct me the other day. Um, there was something else that came up and I was like, oh, I didn't, um, oh, yeah. So it's anyway, it's a story for another time. Spelling's not my thing. Algebra's not my thing. I think you're getting you're picking up what I'm putting down. You do not need to have those things mastered to succeed in this game we call real estate investing. You're listening to the Backyard Millionaire. Where you are with what you've got is how you create wealth if you get started today. And I want to remind you, I had this epiphany this morning. I was sitting in the library. From the moment that we opened this broadcast today, it's been a, me sitting a lot, hasn't it? I will tell you, you've already run three miles today, probably going to get in another three this afternoon. So I'm not always sitting, please trust me. But I was sitting in the library and from my library, I can see the ocean in the mountains, still snow-capped mountains in the distance. And this pink, beautiful glow was cast upon them. It was gorgeous. The, the sea was blue. It was just, it was bright blue. It was just an incredibly beautiful morning. And nobody's in there in the library with me. Well, that's not true. Cooper and Reagan were in the library with me. Those are our King Charles Cavalier Spaniels. They're the greatest dogs on earth. So sitting in there snoring away, enjoying their lives. 
And I said to myself and to them, I feel like I'm on vacation. And that, isn't that a wonderful feeling? Can you, you know, can you just imagine, what, you know when you're on vacation and your senses are on like high alert, everything tastes better. Your coffee, if you're a coffee drinker, your morning coffee never tasted so good as when you're on vacation. The food, you sleep so soundly. You make time on vacation for events in your life that you'd never do when you're back home. You wear clothes on vacation you'd never wear when you're back home. What if, I say to you, what if you could have that feeling every day? What if you could live as though you were on vacation every single day? Starting today. And here's the secret to it. It boils down to perspective and rituals. You could decide to adopt this vacay mentality right now, today. You can adopt it for every day going forward. Now, it's slightly easy for me to say this as I live in a destination location. I live in a beautiful city on the sea, Homer, Alaska, the headwaters of the Kashmir Bay. It's pretty easy to get that feeling, to get succumbed into the feeling of vacation living here. But the truth of it is, no matter where you live, if you have an urban landscape, rural country, you too can live on vacation every single day. If you'll let yourself ease into that mentality, love what you do, find what you're good at, and it's something that the world will pay you for. And you can take the time, simply take the time to just install into your day rituals that make you feel fantastic. Who's to say what's impossible they forgot? This world keeps spinning with each new day. I can feel a change in everything. Jack Johnson, you know this guy's got to be living like he's on vacation every day, right? Writing music and playing it in Hawaii. What a life! You can have that life wherever you are with what you've got. With the right perspective and the right mentality. You don't even need to play music all that well if you don't want to. When we come back, I'm going to be talking to you about the four home formula. And I've got a story that is just so precious. And I'm saying it facetiously. It's just so cute and precious. And by the way, who's your coach? Do you have a coach in your life? Who is your coach? Not who's your daddy. Who's your coach? Oh, I got a new book. I'm so excited about this. I, um, I feel like every time you and I come together, I tell you I've got a new book. And I do almost every single time because I love books and I'm, I'm a constant collector. This one's by... Michael Hyatt. Have you read anything by Michael Hyatt? He's written a lot of great books. Living Forward, Your Best Year Ever. Um, this one's called Mind Your Mindset. The science that shows success starts with your thinking. And it's written actually by Michael Hyatt and his daughter Megan Hyatt Miller. They host a podcast together, which is interesting. Uh, and this book is really interesting. I want to share a little piece of it. I'm not going to get into great detail. It's always hard to convey uh, a book in, in a program like this, but I do, I did pull out something this morning uh, that I thought to myself, I got to share that with you uh, because it's, it's about brain science and it's probably going to be intuitive. When I tell you this, you're probably going to go, yeah, I get it. That makes perfect sense. I completely understand it, but it's called the story of your brain, the story of your brain. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit as well. If you've not read my book, The Backyard Millionaire, go to my website, I love homeralaska.com forward slash books, order a copy, 
if you've got anybody in your family who's getting ready to graduate high school and you're thinking, I'd love to set them off on a, on a path towards wealth. I'd love to set them on a path towards independence, independent thought, thinking for themselves and thinking about what it is they want to go forward into this world doing. I say with all humility aside, that is an incredible gift to give. The Backyard Millionaire, How to Create Wealth Where You Are with What You've Got. I did put in the preface that I put all humility aside, didn't I? I think I did. I meant to. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire. Much, much more to come. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire. How to create wealth where you are with what you've got. I'm Chris Story. Isn't that cute? Oh, it's as precious as a little baby. The residents of Shelbytown, Michigan have a pair of bald eagles that are making home in a park in their city. It's just so wonderful. The Nature Center, in fact, has created a public poll to choose names for them. So you get to go and, and vote for, wow, what should we name this wonderful couple, this beautiful little pair of bald eagles? I say all this facetiously because in my hometown of Homer, Alaska, all you have to do is run up to the town dump and you could find 20 or 30 pair of bald eagles. And my favorite thing, it's not my favorite thing in the world, but it's, it really makes me smile. If I ever go up to the dump and there is a guy or gal all decked out in REI gear, they've got a lens the size of the Hubble telescope, a tripod set up, very serious look on their face, and they're photographing the eagles around the dump. And I'm just convinced, I, I know those are going to fo- find their way, those photographs are going to find their way to a postcard at some point, right? Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? You've been out riding fences for so long now. Oh, you're a hard one I know that you got your reasons These things that are pleasing you Can hurt you somehow Don't you draw the queen of diamonds, boy She'll beat you if she Is it me or does Dave Fenley just make everything better? always your best bet Seems to me some fine things have been laid He must have been a Boy Scout because they have that motto, you know, leave it better than you found it. Everything Dave Touch turns to just absolute gold, in my opinion. I love Dave Finley. His covers are magical. Somebody sent me this morning, because we have this one cover that we've played many times. It's called Into the Mystic. And, of course, that's a, um, oh, come on. <laughs> I was a kid his name, Van Morrison. Uh, Van Morrison tune, wonderful, love Van Morrison, great tune, but then Simplified did a version of it into the Mystic, and it's just, oh, it's better, which is weird. It's sort of like a, somebody coming up with a uh, a candy that's better than Reese's, that's chocolate and peanut butter, can't happen, won't happen, ain't ever going to happen, but somehow the band, the group Simplified came together and improved upon into the Mystic. Well, I'll share that with you in just a little bit, but my point in bringing that up is, friend of mine heard that many, I don't remember, a year, two, three years ago when we first played it. 
And he just sent me, thinking that we're of the same mind, he just sent me some covers. And he goes, Chris, I just, I can't, I never will forget when you played that version of Into the Mystic by Simplified. Oh, man, I loved it. Here's a few that I think you'll like. He goes, these are a few that get me through my treadmill sessions. And they were Dr. Dre and Johnny Cash mixed up. Um, uh, Snoop Dogg and Tom Petty kind of mashed up and covers. And I was like, wow. I said, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, Do you even know me at all? Home away from home. All right. So as I told you earlier, I was reading Success Magazine uh, earlier today. And they have a story in this month's issue about a business based in Austin, Texas, that has purchased an estate with a 181-year-old home for their HQ. So they bought this large, sprawling acreage, and it had this 181-year-old home on it, and they've converted it to their headquarters for their marketing ad agency. There's actually two of them, a husband and wife. The husband has a marketing company. The wife has an ad agency, and they've come together in this one facility, and they've made this their campus. And so rather than bringing work home, they brought home to work. And I just thought, man, I love it. That is so cool. What a great way to look at it. And it reminded me that creativity is one of the greatest aspects of investing in real estate. It's one of my favorite draws to real estate. Obviously, the massive financial upside is, hello, but I love the creativity. See, I was a professional artist for 10 years. So what my wife Tiffany and I did for 10 years, we made our living as artists. And then I devoted myself 100% to real estate. And people would say to me, people that knew me as an artist would say, don't you miss the creativity? Don't you miss being creative? Um, no, because real estate is so creative in a different way, but a fundamentally creative industry, it still is. Whether you're crafting deals like we do in our real estate brokerage, or we're, we're negotiating for ourselves or putting together an investment and then altering it and dreaming and scheming about how it can get better, how we can increase its value, how we can increase its relevance in our lives and in the lives of our tenants. And we get to interact with tenants. And that's one of the things that I'll tell you is a joy to us and can be a burden to others, but it's about your perspective. It's how you think about it. You know, if you think about it in terms, well, Change your thoughts, change your world. Norman Vincent Peale. I look at that sign on my wall, that plaque on my wall, every single day, multiple times a day. And so I'm telling you it's true that if you have thoughts about tenants, it's, you know, I don't want to deal with it. My uncle had a, had a rental one time and he had a toilet overflow. So it's your perspective. It's how you feel about it. And I find it incredibly creative and I love helping people. And that's our tenants included. So for me... It's, it's absolutely so creative, and I love that aspect of it. Um, but I, I want to tell you, well, right now, where I'm talking to you from is an office that we, it's actually a home that we purchased 16, actually closer to 17 years ago, and then remodeled it, renovated it, and turned it into an office. But there are some things you need to know. So you can be creative. Like we've added another building to our campus, and we obnoxiously tell people we have a campus, just like Google or Nike or Apple. It's just smaller, but we still have a campus and you can't do it. Or you can buy an investment property and, and go, I'm going to completely alter and change the use of it. And that's exciting. But here's what you need to know. 
you need to be in the know and watch out for the covenants, CCNRs, covenants and restrictions, zoning laws in your area, access. Are you allowed to have a, re a commercial access in a residential area and vice versa? So you need to know about your access, utilities. Um, you know, if it's if you convert to commercial, are your utilities choked off from a residential perspective? There, will there need to be changes made, electric, water, municipally wise? Uh, and then financing. Financing is a big piece of it. If you buy a property with a residential mortgage and you convert the use to commercial, you could have a problem. Let me rephrase. You will have a problem. You need to be careful about that. Uh, people do it all the time. I mean, you, you might even have one in your neighborhood where somebody's bought a home and converted it to a full-on commercial hotel called Airbnb. It's a little exception to that rule, but the point is I want you to be careful. But just like this Austin couple that have bought this building and converted it into a home away from home at work, you can do likewise and get as creative as you want to. Creative in the financing, creative in the way you use the property, all of these things lend themselves to creativity that I think, well, it just gets me jazzed in the morning. So who's your coach? In life, do you have a coach? And you can go it alone or you can invest in yourself. And I suggest you invest in yourself. And there's so many ways to do it today. I was talking to somebody a couple days ago and they were asking about coaching in respect to becoming a backyard millionaire. Absolutely, we're gonna work with her. Absolutely, it's, a, it's an option with us. But you can find coaches almost anywhere. For example, I said I just got this book, Mind Your Mindset, Michael Hyatt. I consider Michael Hyatt to be a coach of mine. And all I've ever done is purchase his books and watched his uh, interviews and stuff on YouTube for free and then purchase his books. So um, I'll give you another example. For 21 years, I've had the same business coach for our real estate brokerage. She helped us establish it. She helps us every single year reorient, repurpose, decide policies and procedures. She's constantly, she's on our, our, our um, speed dial. So that's a, that's a business coach. And then for 16 years, I've had the exact same radio coach, the person who helps me uh, craft this program, our On Top of the World radio program and podcast, and everything I do with respect to communication, she is my coach. And very expensive, very worth it. By the way, if you're picking up a theme, all my coaches are women. I love strong women. But my book, The Backyard Millionaire, is also a form of coaching. And for 14 bucks, you get to know everything I, I know and think and have learned from many, many mentors over the years for 14 bucks. It, it's such a deal. Or this podcast, absolutely free. This radio show, absolutely free. So my point in bringing that up is that for little or no money, you can get coaching. It's at your fingertips like never before. There's zero excuse. I'll give you another example. You have a new book coming out called The Watchman. Two ends, by the way, The Watchman. It's a Jacob Mann thriller. And I'm working with a woman in Chicago. Yeah, another woman in Chicago who's helping with the layout. And she and I this morning were going back and forth about because she's in the publishing industry. I'm self-publishing this, but I'm, she's a consultant. And she's helping me with the layout. And she is teaching me and I'm, she is mentoring me in, for a fee, but in this whole process. And I couldn't do it, wouldn't want to do it without her. 
So let me just put it out there. If you want to go deeper into the world of investing in real estate, if you want that kind of life coaching in the mindset of becoming a backyard millionaire, please text the word COACH to me at 907-299-7653. And here's my promise to you. If we are not right for you, if this isn't right for you, we're going to be the first ones to tell you. And if you want to go deeper just into the mindset first off, for 14 bucks, go to my website, ilovehomeralaska.com forward slash books and grab that book, The Backyard Millionaire. And uh, it's, with, again, second time I'm going to say it, but I mean it with all humility set aside. Well, and it's a great book. And, and let me just remind you that what makes me great, what has made me great over the years is my humility. Absolutely. I love live albums. I've always loved live albums way more than studio recordings. And I, I never really thought about it before, but it, it's dawned on me recently that I think why I love live albums is because of the rough edges. Perfectly imperfect. My love of pottery is Raku, which is wabi-sabi, which is perfectly imperfect. It's what the characters for Raku mean. Perfectly imperfect. I absolutely love the imperfections of real life. Life is a bit messy. Life itself has rough edges. And love, love in life, is a blend of emotions that can run hot and cold, perfectly imperfect. And I think if we accept that, that be it our relationships in, in love, family, work, our careers, businesses, if you're an entrepreneur, whatever it is you're looking to do, if you embrace the fact that there will be some rough edges, there will be some difficulties baked in, built in as part of life, I think you're going to enjoy the ride more. So think of life in terms of a live album and what that might mean to you and your future growth and your future potential because it's absolutely limitless if you believe it is. You're listening to The Backyard Millionaire. I'm Christopher Story. We'll be back with much more. Stick around. We'll be right back. Direct from Homer, Alaska. Don't panic. Just come up with a good story. Here's the host of Backyard Millionaire, Chris Story. The story of your brain. Mike Hyatt, Michael Hyatt, we're not that close. Michael Hyatt's got this new book out, Mind Your Mindset. And I want to share this with you. Again, it's hard to convey an entire book or the message of an entire book in a broadcast like this. But I, I was prompted to share this piece because stories, stories that you're telling yourself, um, they make up so much of your mindset. And the stories that the world tells you that you allow your mind to, to at least interpolate. Let me just share from the book here. I've got a little page I photocopied out in the book. Again, it's called Mind Your Mindset, Michael Hyatt. And he says, there are four key insights, and this is about how your brain works. Our brain contains a massive network of nerve cells called neurons connecting and communicating across synapses. Those neutral connections are both, excuse me, both are how we think and shape how we think. So the neural connections both are how we think and shape how you think. Those connections produce memories of the past and predictions of the future. We can think of these memories and predictions as stories. Those stories inform you and how you see the world and how you act within it, including how you pursue your goals. So the story. So he says, in other words, neurons make narratives. 
And our narratives determine how successful you'll be in achieving your goals. Storytelling is a function of how your brain conceives and represents reality. And our results depend to a large degree on good, on how good our storytelling is. We shouldn't be surprised by this. Stories are at the core of how humans think and work in the world. We rely on narratives to make meaning so we can act meaningfully. Isn't that cool? Just the thought of it. I mean, I know that. We've talked before, you and I, about storytelling and the power of storytelling in your life. But think about it in terms of the stories you're telling yourself, the world, and how it reflects on you in the world, but also the stories that the world is telling you. You know, the goal setting that you create in your life is going to be dependent upon the storytelling you are willing to engage in. And I think you have to take control of that. I think you have to tell yourself that irrespect... Oh, let me give you an example. And let me tell you a story. I did not graduate from high school. That plagued me. That idea plagued me for years. I got a GED, equivalency, big deal, big rep. Plagued me for years. And then one day, a man comes along and he says, you know, if you read this book, it'll be equivalent to a four-year degree in real estate It was called The Buy and Hold Strategy by Dr. David Schumacher. I took the book and I took his encouragement and I took those words and I embedded them in my brain. However, it would take years before I would actually believe it, before I'd actually conceive it and allow myself to walk a little taller and not let the shadow of the shame of not graduating from high school stop me from becoming my future self, my best self, who I am meant to be. In the world. So the stories you tell yourself, and the story I'd been telling myself was that I wasn't good enough. And the story that I allowed the world to tell me, not any one individual, but I, my perception of the world was absent a college degree, absent a high school diploma, kind of a loser. And that could be, that is nothing. That, that is nowhere in my lexicon today. That is nowhere in my world or my uh, view of the world today whatsoever. And so all that changed was the story that I told myself. But nobody could do it for me. It wasn't like somebody could come along and, like I said, he gave me that book and he gave me some confidence, but it still took time. It still took time for me to believe. So you can tell yourself a story that is completely different than your circumstances to this moment. Your circumstances do not define your future. For example, if you want to follow the four-home formula that we've developed here at the Backyard Millionaire, all you've got to do to create a million-dollar net worth is amass and control four homes. If you own and control four homes in your area, in your backyard, you'll have a million-dollar net worth. You'll have your future fortune, and you can secure it. Step one today is simply accepting that this is true for you. I said it before. You cannot save your way to a fortune. You can only invest your way to wealth and a fortune if you can learn to save. So consumer debt can sink you and stop you before you even start. You can stop yourself from amassing a future fortune by amassing consumer debt, credit card debt, revolving debt that's, that's almost never ending. It's a game that will, unfortunately, no matter how well you try to play it, the consumer debt will stop you in your tracks as you pursue the real estate game. So tackle that debt first. The consumer debt's got to go. Then a savings plan for investing and then a tax plan. And yeah, you want your rainy day account, but I want you to have, in addition to a rainy day account, I want you to have an investment plan, an investment 
account separate completely. I know it's a few extra pieces of accounting. Doesn't matter. It's that important. Speaking of stories, there was a time when Tiffany and I had amassed a massive amount of consumer debt, credit card debt, a line of credit, uh, Uncle Sam debt, big, bigger than I could ever have imagined that we would make, let alone owe, and reduced income all in one fell swoop, all inside of a year. Uh, and, and it was to keep the business going, to keep things going, to keep everything afloat. We just absolutely were up to our eyeballs. And then we put our own plan into action, took our own advice, took our own suggestions, put the reading and the teaching and the mentoring into work in our own lives quickly as we could. And yet it still took over 18 months to get through into the other side. And trust me, if you have this kind of debt, I know what it's like. I know how dark the dawn can be just before the sun rises. You can do this. You can create a four-home formula in your life, even if you're negative, even if you've dug a hole, we can get you out of it and then into the daylight and build your foundation right on top of these good practices. That's a promise. How would you like to become a better blank? I'm giving you time to fill in the blank, by the way. How would you like to become a better blank? Well, you could have filled in husband, wife, partner, business owner, employee, human being, American, man, woman, child, writer, singer, performer, any blank. Neighbor, friend, you could fill in the blank any way you wish. How would you like to become a better blank? All right, so you've already filled in your blank. Now I'm going to give you the six-step formula. For somebody who didn't graduate high school, you sure like your formulas, don't you? Because how that's, my, that's how my mind works. <laughs> I think in terms of, oh, one, two, three, four. It's like a puzzle to me. That's how I see the world. And so I saw this opportunity. I was thinking to myself the other day, how have I become better at this thing? It's like, wow, what did I do? What, what is it that I could do to improve all aspects or all areas of my life? And first thing I thought of was to show up for me. You have to show up for you first, your health and your mindset. You have to show up for you and be your own best advocate first. For example, our sales team next week, we have a professional nurse practitioner a functional medicine uh, practitioner coming in to speak to us about our health. And yes, incorporated in that conversation will be mindset because they go hand in hand. So show up first for you. And I mean by that, your health and your mindset, no matter what it is you filled in the blank with. You want to be a better husband? You better have good health. You better have your mindset correct because it will impact everything else you do. Number two, to become a better blank, pour into others. Pour into the relationship. Show up and give and you can't help but get. It's the truth of life. There is no, there's no other way to say it. You show up to give, but you still get. You don't do it to get, but you get anyway. You can't help it. You have to, in, you know, what do they call it? Plausible deniability? No, that's what politicians have. Um, <laughs> when you suspend disbelief, you have to suspend disbelief that you know going to give will result in you getting, but that's not why you do it. You do it anyway and you get. Number three, begin with the end in mind. Start with a picture in your mind of what it is you want to accomplish. Do, be, have, 
contribute, whatever it is. Your blank is your blank. But show up with the end in mind. Begin with that picture in your mind. Install it in your mind. Then four, have deep interests outside of your work, outside of your job, outside of your business, outside of the role you have in life professionally. Have meaningful, deep interests. Five, be generous of heart, mind, and pocketbook. You'll be better at anything you set your mind to if you are generous. And then six and finally, to become a better blank, pay yourself first. By that I mean invest in yourself. Yes, you've got your investment account, you've got your rainy day savings account, your tax account, but I mean invest in you. Invest in your own way. Invest, you want to become something? Go take that class, go take that course, go get the coaching, go get the mentoring. Pay yourself first by investing in you. So you show up for yourself, number one, and finally, you'll notice the sixth bookend here to this whole thing is to pay yourself first of money and heart and mind. Invest in you. You're worth it. I know you are. I want to thank you for being here. Share the show with a friend if you think they could use it. Wherever you get podcasts, just look up The Backyard Millionaire, How to Create Wealth Where You Are with What You've Got. For David Webb and myself, I'm Chris Story, reminding you to look forward in life, learn from your past. Don't let it dictate you, but learn from your past and never forget and always remember that the good life, the one worth living, is right here in the present. We were born before the wind. Not so younger than the sun. Everybody will test one as we sail into the mystery. Knock, knock, on a sailor's cry. Smell the sea and feel the sky. Let your soul and spirits fly into the mystic. You and that fork on whistle. Like way back in